My name is Adam. My name is Bridget. And, and we've, we've never, never seen Point Break. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Fine I'll Watch It. As always, my name is Adam. I'm Johnny. And I'm Bridget. As you heard us say at the top, we are here to cover on this show, the show where we show somebody, anybody, sometimes multiple people, a movie they've never seen before but absolutely should have. That movie this week is Point Break from 1991. So we will be discussing surf movies, action bank heist thrillers, right? I think that's what this is about. You pretty much got the whole movie. We don't need to watch it now. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, and I want to figure out how maybe Bridget and myself have not seen it because Johnny, you have seen this, correct? Yes, I have. Cool. Um, so this would have obviously come out at a time where we would have been very young, but it has permeated popular culture. I believe it's reached a cult status, if you will. Uh, it's got some pretty big name actors in it. So Bridget, why don't you tell me beyond the things I just said, what do you know about Point Break and why haven't you seen it? I know that Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves are in it. Mm -hmm. I know there's surfing and bank robbing. I know that someone points their gun in the air and goes, ah, from Hot Fuzz. <laughs> but that is really it. Okay. Any particular, like, do you know people in your life that really like this movie or anything in particular that made you not seek it out at any point? No, they, I, and that could be why. There was just never anyone in my life who had a very strong feeling about this movie. It came out the year that I was born, so I think it was probably just at the edge of when my parents stopped watching new movies. Just who has the time? Who has the time <laughs> when I'm there? I'm the main event. <clears throat> That's all I know. How about you, Adam? Uh, so yeah, I know uh, Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze. I don't know who directed it. I don't know if it's anybody of of note. So, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if we want to discuss who that is or what else they've done. Uh, but I know Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze. Obviously, there's bank robbing involved. I feel like it's kind of the same idea as like the first Fast and Furious. Where like Fast and Furious, it's Point Break, but with cars. Like for some reason, I feel like that's a thing I've heard. And I know that the the masks that they wear to some or all of the bank robbers are presidents. At the very least, Richard Nixon. Mostly because I saw that on the back of the box and I was like, okay, I do remember that. I do remember that that is a thing that's part of it. And somebody's name is Johnny Utah. I feel like that's probably Patrick Swayze, but that's that's the extent of it. So I don't know if that's like a nickname or a code name or if that's his real like if that's his surfer name or his bank robber name, but just somebody's <laughs> name, Johnny, name, somebody's name, Johnny Utah. Uh, I I think I'm in the same camp as Bridget. I don't know anybody that was like, oh my god, you got to see this. Like this is, you know, growing up that wasn't a thing. But I think nowadays because it has more of a cult feel to it, that it does show up on a lot more. Like it's underrated. It really set the tone for X, Y, and Z type movies. I mean, this would have been was this before speed yes okay 
So this would be a very early Keanu thing. What like I'm an early think, action Keanu movie? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I'm trying to think, what were some of the other things he would have done before this that would have like put him on the map? Well, um, Bill and Ted's. Oh uh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the Parenthood. When does My Own Private Idaho come out? Ooh, that I don't know. I feel uh, like that's late '80s, Johnny early Idaho. '90s. <laughs> <laughs> My own Johnny Idaho. <laughs> oh. But you're right. Yeah, it is one of the most early keanu movies i mm-hmm. think and, yeah so uh, i'm excited to see him younger because just because i know so much more of him like post matrix which would have come out you know eight years after this yeah which is when i really would have started paying attention to him and because i think i would have seen that before i saw speed or any of those other ones mm-hmm. and like some of the ones you just mentioned i haven't seen so i haven't seen private idaho and i've never seen bill and ted's okay so we do have that on the list though to get to at some point but i have never seen it's that a fun one, one. So it'll be interesting to see young Keanu because I don't really have a lot of history with that. What about you, Johnny? What's kind of your history with Point Break? I actually only really saw this movie five years ago when I was visiting my six, uh, my sister. I know it's going to sound bad, but I don't remember a lot of scenes from this movie particularly. But it is directed by Catherine Bigelow. Oh, oh yeah. So it's one of is. her. It's one of her first movies, I believe. I don't yeah. know if it's her debut or whatever. You know, interestingly enough, you have, like, I don't know if she was dating James Cameron at this time, but you have, like, Terminator coming out around then, so you have mm-hmm. kind of two big action movies. because well, they were married. They were married. They, right. were, they were married. I'm sorry. They were married, yeah. Well, I don't know. At this point, they could have just no. been dating, but I know when, like, by the time Titanic came out, I think they were married. They were married during Titanic, and then he leaves her for the woman who plays Rose's granddaughter. That's his current wife. Oh. It was part of the big, like drama the between big, the two the of big them breakup. that's your hot hot gossip like the the shit breaking in half. <laughs> it's our gossip corner <laughs> yeah thank you for coming to tmz <laughs> get all your all your hot celebrity 1997 news <laughs> from final watch <laughs> hot off the press yeah exactly there is a third name that you guys haven't mentioned yet so i'm surprised at that um as far as someone you would obviously know okay fairly big at least back then, probably more like seventies and eighties. He was a he was um a big star. Okay. Um, Can I out, see if we can point pinpoint who that is for the after part. Yeah, you'll you'll pin it pretty quickly. <laughs> Fun kind of action or movie. Again, I don't want to get too much into what I think about it, but yeah, it just it's 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 a fun movie. I haven't seen it since. I just happened to find this tape, you know, a couple of days ago, and I just grabbed it and. Uh, you know, Bridget just brought up the fact that she has never seen it. Now, Bridget, what sort of I, what conversation came up? Because this kind of came out of nowhere. We were trying to figure out what what to watch with you. Oh, um, well, it's been floating around on the list for a little while. Mm-hmm. I think we had done a couple action movies in a row, so I was trying to not get us too much into a still vibing yeah, off RoboCop. Still, yeah, although we are still riding ro- the RoboCop high. But it did come up this weekend while we were camping. Someone mentioned it was their favorite action movie. Mm. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think the I think the point was it's either that or it's Alien. I think was the yes. I think was the conversation, which I was like, wow, those are. I wouldn't have put them in the same category, even to like in terms of stacking them and what echelon you want to put. I them wouldn't in. even put Alien as an action or movie. The sequel is, but. First yeah. one's more like a horror movie. Yeah. Well, this was, I think it was Teddy was yeah. saying Alien is his favorite movie, but his favorite action movie oh, gotcha. is okay, Point that, Break. Maybe that's what it was then. Such a Teddy movie. <laughs> 
I think I almost suggested it last week, too, because I think it showed up on, like, uh, movies that take place during Fourth of July type thing, or, like, summer movies, maybe? Oh. I don't know if that's the case, but for some reason I was, because I was trying to see if we could schedule something around Fourth of July that I hadn't seen, and we just didn't get to, we just didn't get to it, uh, because we did broadcast news instead, but I think that was on some of those lists, so I don't know if it was just, it's a fun summer movie, it has nothing to do with Fourth of July, or Fourth of July just happens to be one scene in it, but I think it was on one of those lists too because I almost suggested it for last week too because mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I can't remember if it takes place during the holiday or not. Um, but yeah, it's um, it, it has all those like '90s beats to it, like it was the '90s action sort of score. You know, it's got a lot of like the like sort of like Top Gun ish sort of style mm-hmm. where it's just a lot of hunks. <laughs> doing their thing and they're surfers so there's got to be beaches aplenty i'm sure it was be, very yeah, transformative yeah, yeah. for right young right ladies in 1991 but yeah without getting too much into it you're pretty on the nose about the fast and furious comment i feel like that's yeah. one of those things that either when fast and furious came out or as the franchise has continued to you know transcend itself that, yeah. that was something that came up as a comparison of like it's basically that because of I'm not even sure why necessarily. Right. Just that it's it's mostly about surfing and heisting, whereas Fast and Furious is about racing and heisting. Yeah. So I don't know what other parallels people draw or if it's just as superficial as It's just like adrenaline junkies who just moonlight as robbers. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. It's just so it's you're gonna get a lot of that in here. So it's not it's a movie that doesn't have like any really big surprises, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't go into it thinking there's gonna be shocking twists and turns there might be one if i remember i'm not sure but other than that i it's it's a fairly uh it's, it's a fun ride i don't know much to say about it but yeah gotcha that's all i'm kind of looking for it's like a fun yeah. ride now you paused bridget a little bit when you were saying patrick swayze do you have a an affinity for patrick swayze i do know you're a fan of at least one of his movies I, i'm a big fan of of two of his movies i love dirty dancing okay. i love Roadhouse is my favorite action movie. Um, I would assume this is probably going to lead more towards the Roadhouse than the Dirty Dancing. (laughs) Probably. But maybe it's right in the middle of the Venn diagram. Um, uh, Even like The Outsiders, too. That is a good movie. Um, He's really great in. What about Keanu? Keanu? Not really. I don't know. I like him as a figure. Like, I can't say, oh... I don't really care for him, but hmm. besides The Matrix, I've not seen John Wick. I'm trying to think what other Keanu Root movies. The Lake House. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, that's the one where he writes time travel letters to Sandra Bullock. Is that, is, I'm is insulted it? that you looked me in the eye like, you seem like a Lake House person. Yeah, you look like a Lake House girl. I was just uh, trying to think of other movies that he's been in. Yeah. Johnny Newmark. Although, although Speed is great. Hmm. Um He's in Speed 2 as well, right? He is in Speed 2. Sandy didn't make it to Speed 2. No. The opposite. Um. Oh, wait. She's, you're right. She's in Speed 2 and he's not. Yeah. He didn't want to do Speed 2. <laughs> Keanu. <laughs> yeah. Interesting comment about Keanu. Like, I, I like the movies that he's in more than, like, the actor himself, I think, mm-hmm. is when it comes down to with me with Keanu Reeves. He just does a really good job at what's needed or called for in the role, but it seems most of the time the movie around him is just 
really good. He like he knows how to pick like, projects. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speed's great. Matrix. I mean, there's some forgettable ones in the '90s, like Chain Reaction. I think is one that he's in. There's a couple others, but yeah, I think he's definitely had sort of like a little bit of a renaissance with John Wick. Mm. Oh yeah, John Wick. He's completely blown up with that. And those movies are good. I've only seen the first two, but I liked both of them. Right. The Matrix is, you know, your mileage may vary on how much of that you like. At the very least, the first yeah. one is really good. The sequels are middling, but I do like him in The Replacements. I really love that movie. I uh, don't know why. It's just a fun yeah. sports football movie. But I think he just gets cast really well to his strengths mm-hmm. where he doesn't have to give soliloquies and like big, you know, like he can just be kind of understated and there and the plot kind of revolves around him, but he's not necessarily doing much per se in terms of acting, but like it all plays really well. And I don't know if that's just because he's a fantastic actor and that's why you don't notice that he's acting, so to speak. But uh, yeah, he just kind of plays whatever he is needed of him in those movies, like you said. And he, so he does a lot of his own stunts too. So mm-hmm. that's why he gets cast a lot on some of these things. So I think you'll see some of the stunts in here that he actually does himself. Don't know about Patrick Swayze. I can't, again, you say Roadhouse, but other than that, I can't think of too many action Patrick Swayze movies that come to mind. I just think uh, of a lot of just... Like Red Dawn. Mm. Okay. Ghost is like another big one. Yeah. Um, but he's... Wait, Ghost is not an action movie. <laughs> well, I'm just saying Ghost is a movie that Patrick Swayze is in. Yeah. Um, but he would... He would theoretically be like his own stunt guy because like he was a dancer, but he could do all those sort of movements like his good body control yeah um and he had to take a couple of years off i believe in between like red dawn and dirty dancing that era because of some sort of injury like he had done to his body hmm. so, on set or just from like from like all the work he had been doing gotcha like, dancing stunt work that sort of thing yeah i don't know much of his filmography i think i've only seen dirty dancing I've never seen Roadhouse. That is on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I can't really think of a lot. I've seen, I think I've seen Red Dawn. I don't remember it much of it, though. That's one of those ones where I went back and watched the original before they had a much lesser remake in the mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm fairly certain I've seen it, but don't remember really anything about right. it. And Outsiders I've seen, and that is really good. He's in Donnie Darko. <gasps> You're right! What is he? He's a teacher? He... He's, he's like, like the uh the sparkle motion dance instructor. No, not the dance instructor. He's he does like those self help tapes. You're right. You're right. Oh, the ones that like Donnie has to watch. Right, and then he ends up being like uh, a, a pedophile. Big, yeah, mm-hmm. big creep. Gotcha. Yeah, totally forgot that. I also haven't seen that movie since like 2003. Right, or whatever year it came out. Yeah, <laughs> when you went, this is amazing. <laughs> this is the greatest movie ever, and then you never watch it again. No, or I think that I, just me? No, I think I watched it once and was like, <laughs> okay, that was that was neat. And then, like, when I went to college, everyone was like, oh, the deeper meanings and all that stuff. And I watched it again and I was like, okay. Like, I see what you're talking about, but, like, I'm good. This isn't... I need to revisit it every single... Every six it's months. a cool time travel type of movie. Yeah. Yeah. And the shock of it is, you know, impactful in the, in the moment. Right, but, right. But, yeah, no, I'm ex- I'm excited. Bridget, do you have any kind of expectations just in the little that, that you know about it for tonight? Thrills and chills. And hunks. Obviously. And hunks. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of hunks. Yeah. So many hunks. Yeah, I want an intense Top Gun shirtless stare down. 
<laughs> but yeah, I'm just I'm just hoping for a fun kind of mindless romp that just kind of just goes through and is brisk and hopefully all of the dynamics are good. I assume there's a lot of screen time between Keanu and Patrick Swayze. Like I feel like they're going to be the the Paul Walker, the Paul Walker and the Vin yeah. Diesel of it. So I really hope that that plays well and that the characters are written to where it's a believable friendship or frenemies situate. Again, I don't know what's going to bring them together or if they're together from the start, but I just hope that that like dynamic is good. Cause if it's not, I feel like that'll sink it for me. Is there any expectations you, I know you've seen it before Johnny, but is there anything having not seen it for a very long time that you are hoping to revisit? Are you going to try to watch this with a different, yeah, I think so I'm going to watch it a little more closely. I think when I watched it, I was with my sister and my brother-in-law, and we were sort of casually watching it, so maybe yeah. we were having conversation or whatever. We did, I visited during the holidays. We put it on the TV. We mostly watched it, I think. I got it, but I think I'm really going to just spend a little more time on really not, – not overanalyzing it, but no. I mean, again, this is not a movie that doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah, um, I'm hoping that there's not a lot of room for overanalyzing because it's a lot I'm, – I'm kind of hoping for a very face value – like what? What you see is what you get. Kind yeah. of scenario. Right. Right. So yeah, I'm I'm glad that glad to be watching it again. It's a good excuse to watch it again, and I'm excited for you too. Should be a fun one. Cool. All right. Well, anything else that we want to get out there before we uh, press play? All right. Well, Bridget, what do we have to say for ourselves? Fine. Fine I'll, I'll watch, watch it. it. just finished watching 1991's Point Break, starring Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze, and the third name, Gary Busey. (laughs) But Bridget, you and I were on the hot seat, but I want to start with you. How are you feeling after watching this movie? Exhilarated. Right? (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) I'm overjoyed, and I'm mad that I've not had this movie in my life up to this point. This seems like one that, like, every summer... Needs to be on a playlist. Yes. I don't know if it's the beginning of summer to like kick things off or it's more appropriate for like the end of summer. It's like a big blow off, but. I think middle I, sort of. Where yeah, we are it's like now. a good like rate. Like you're at the beach for the week and there happened to be like a Wednesday rainy day. Yeah. Stick this on. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Yeah. yeah. Did you imagine? Break like, up the doldrums. Oh yeah. The, like you're in the camping cabin or whatever. Like you can't go outside. You're just stuck. All you've got is Candyland. And the game of life and just a box of VHSs. Yeah. This needs to be one of those. It has to be. Yeah. yeah. What a fun ride. <laughs> oh, I'm stoked Reeling. you guys liked it. Yeah. Reeling. That was a lot of fun. Obviously, there's a lot of parallels to like 
Fast and Furious, which I mentioned up top, but like this is but came vast. out first, yeah, and it's vastly superior. Yeah, it's better. Yeah, <laughs> it's so much more fun. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen the first Fast and Furious, but this was this was just a, an absolute romp. Yeah, it's a hoot. Start to finish, <laughs> mostly enhanced by something that we will talk about when we get to that point in the movie that happened about halfway through. That was probably the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me while watching a movie in terms of enhancing the experience. Right. And I was riding that high for the last hour. Same. What a movie. Johnny, you haven't seen this for a while. You're obviously excited that we liked it, but what did, what do you feel having watched this again? Yeah, I'm glad that like I could finally sit down and like actually watch it because I do think I kind of like like I said before that sort of casually watched it. Yeah. Um, and when scenes started coming up, I'm like, okay, we're getting to this. Like, I remember the lawnmower, but whatever. We'll get to some of the stuff in there, yeah, but yeah. particularly the last scene, I remember like vividly. Yeah, yeah. How just uh, not normal it is. <laughs> yeah. And I'm excited to dissect that when we when we right get to it, right. I have I have feelings and I want to. But yeah, an absolute. It's it's it's, it's a total ride like you said some of the acting and the lines are just not good and but some of them are amazing yeah it's a little over the top very overtly sexual (laughs) with a lot of the lines like there's a lot of just male humor (laughs) but yeah it works locker room talk yeah locker room (laughs) talk it works it definitely has that like Top Gun vibe of like just a bunch of boys, just yeah. And I think I was saying it before that you're gonna yeah. get some of that, like particularly like you got like the football game, which oh, yeah. is like the volleyball game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it just the uh, just all the all the thrills and chills we talked about before. And I'm this... thrilled and chilled, yeah, <laughs> to the bone. But yeah, it just like it's I yeah, and like the the music just cooks throughout most oh, yeah. of it. The soundtrack is great. Mm-hmm. There was no like recognizable songs, which I think was better. Like yeah. I, I was half expecting to hear some like 1990 hit of the summer or 1991 like banger, but it was just like yeah, it seemed like yeah, the whole time, but right. nothing recognizable. Yeah, but yeah, I just I love seeing like the beach parties and everything. Like that whole party scene is great. Yeah, it's so of its time. This whole movie. Oh, absolutely. But it fits. Like I, I don't feel like at least for me that this this didn't feel old or dated. It just felt fun and of the moment like it doesn't the timing of when it takes place isn't really important to the story thankfully but it's just like it lives within 90s surf culture right right it's a total bookmark for the early 90s for sure and i love how this is kind of like like a developing stage for keanu like particularly because before he's like this sort of yeah man dude surfer skate guy Mm -hmm. bill and ted sort of guy and then he's then he turns into all these sort of action cop movies this is like a split right down the middle of like yeah. those roles. Yeah. It's a good transition. It is, yeah. Um I would make the argument that he's not always successful where he is. I don't know. How do you feel about the performances? I thought everybody was was great. I mean, obviously Gary Busey was as over the top as he normal like not quite as zany as he can be, mm-hmm. but he was definitely over the top in his scene chewing, especially at the beginning where he's in the like the pool scene. Where he's like, I've been in this 22 years and I was in Nam and I, I don't understand what I need to get a brick from the bottom of a pool. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and, but I, I loved Keanu. I thought he was great in this. If anybody hears the storm outside, we are recording in the middle of a swell. We are, uh, yes, we are yes. on the water currently. Yeah, it's the 50-year 50, 50 wave. 
we're inside of it. We're recording this from. It's called the tube, dude. Yeah, the Fifty Year Storm. Um, so apologies if you can't drop that. in. Yeah, we'll see how that sounds. Drop in and drop out. Yeah. yeah, I'm ready for the Point Break, man. Yeah. Uh, but no, I thought Keanu was great. Obviously, he's playing both surfer stoner type as well as cop, and. Some of the stuff in the beginning where he's like full on cop, very serious, was good. Like his deadpan talking about donuts and like, you know, there's Georgia assholes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I take the skin off a chicken, sir. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. Like that kind of military type responses was good. Uh, But I think once you get towards the middle where he's undercover, he kind of drops talking like a cop. And it's a weird like dichotomy yeah. yeah well not even a dich- it's just a weird transition from being surfer dude oh but also cop and he's not there aren't two versions of him really once you get towards him surfing it is just this weird he's mostly surfery not as much cop whereas i feel like he probably could have been more when yeah. he's with them he's surfer when he's with the cops he's he's a cop well i think one of the themes that the movie explores is the fact that he is this person who does live on the edge. Mm-hmm. He wants to go over it. I never get the sense from Keanu in this movie, except for some rare moments, that he is actually on the edge or edgy. And not that he's not doing these daring, adrenaline-inducing stunts, what have you, but there's like a, the scene where he and Angelo are arguing about like tell me your theory like he just is not <laughs> there's not enough behind it and especially when you see him in scenes with Gary where they're trying to match energy or later on with Patrick Swayze i think the two of them can help carry him in a lot of ways but that was to me the movie's one weak point fair but i never felt like it was actually there i wanted there to be something a little bit more explosive. Do you think part of that is the fact that they're trying to play off that he's like young? I feel like they, they kept calling it the blue flame or blue candle. Right. Blue plate special. I don't remember what they <laughs> the kept calling <laughs> I don't, I don't, it was, they call him like the blue flame. No, you're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, uh, do you think it's because he's supposed to be young and he's not like a gruff cop cop and he's still kind of like a, just fresh out of the academy and that's why he doesn't sound as, I think it's I think it's more that it's difficult to play someone who is under control and then very much not so just beneath the surface mm-hmm. and to be able to do those really kind of flinty shots like kind of back and forth. I would argue that Patrick Swayze does it a little bit better in yeah. that you can sense there's something beneath the surface so to speak that is really tempestuous and I don't think Keanu does that sort of barely restrained rage, masculine energy in the same way. At least in this movie, yet. Mm. Okay. I mean, Patrick Swayze, though, he was great in this. He's great. (laughs) We'll get there. (laughs) We'll get there. All right, well, we might have a heart attack before we do. Where do we even start? I don't, I'm not even sure. I mean, I like the opening. The opening mm-hmm. is, it's showing what I assume is Bodie. I don't think we get like a clear shot of his face. We just get surfer. Surfing, yeah. Sur- yeah, mm-hmm. surfer surfing, which I'm, I'm fairly certain is Bodie. Yeah. And then we get Keanu doing FBI training grounds, proving himself, making his way through, doing the shooting range. So I like that they set it out like, okay, these are our 
these are our two. We've got Surfer, we've got FBI agent. And that's when I looked at you and I was like, oh, it's Fast and Furious. <laughs> it's exactly that. Right. Um, but And, like, there are a lot of parallels, but this splits off in a completely different direction. So I, it was good that it wasn't kind of a beat-for-beat beat thing because I had seen that other one. Uh, but I like that opening of showing showing both sides of it and then kind of just jumping right into Keanu's story. Because I wasn't sure how much of a back-and-forth we were going to have how much time we were going to spend. Like, were we going to meet Bodie independently of Johnny Utah? I thought that was Swayze's name, but that was right. Keanu's name. I didn't realize that we were going to just stick a hundred percent with him. I thought we might get like a back and forth. Yeah. Uh, but I, I enjoyed that. It was just straight through with Keanu and everything was about Johnny. Utah. Yeah. I mean, Bodie didn't even show up until like, like really was like, like I mean, he showed up in the beginning, like we just talked about, but as far as yeah. like seeing Patrick Swayze in his face, I don't know, like half hour, 45, half hour minutes. 45 minutes in? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, he doesn't even pick up a surfboard until like 20 minutes in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did really like the, you know, the whole cop introduction. I thought John C. McGinley was good in his limited scenes, just doing his best yelling and neck vein bulging. Right. Having <laughs> an aneurysm. What did you think of the first bank robbery? Because we, we, we pretty much cut right to that after the surfing. Uh, yeah, yeah, because they, they have the walkthrough at the, like, hey, this we do bank robberies here, this is the FBI, I'm your boss, this is your partner, he's diving for bricks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we get the first one, and I liked it a lot. I liked it, it was very precise, we get the exact, like, we get their whole motif of 90 seconds, door to door, don't go for the vault, just go for the cash. I love the tossing of the... The die pack. The die pack money where they shoot it and explodes. Yep. I thought that was really great. What about you, Bridget? Very good. All the action sequences in this movie are top tier, in my opinion. I was mostly just thinking, like, oh, we have those drawers, was my sort of thought <laughs> during that scene. Of like, what would I do if this were happening? This really Probably. hit you at a good time? Mm-hmm. This hit you at a good time? This really <laughs> did. We've had good timing um, for two of these films. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. How did you feel revisiting? Yeah, it's uh, it it does what it's supposed to. It's it's exhilarating. Again, I these action scenes, the robberies are obviously the, like like the highlight. I think for mm-hmm. either for all of us, I think they're the most thrilling part of the movie. That's why they exist. That's why the movie exists for these scenes. Yeah. So I think that first scene is really good. I almost thought they were all one president when I first watched it, but there are actually multiple mm-hmm. yeah, so ex presidents. So we've got uh, Jimmy Carter, LBJ, Nixon, Reagan. And is there one more? I feel like there's a Kennedy in there. I don't think they call him out, but I'm not sure. I mean, that would make sense. Those are all of the. It would probably think... be the five before Bush Senior because yeah. I don't. They're the ex president, so they're not going to be. I think he came at what ninety one, so they're not going to put Bush Senior in there. No, and there's no, um, there's no Gerald Ford. No, <laughs> Gerald Ford doesn't <laughs> get his own mask. He didn't make the cut. You got to be elected to be an ex president mask. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I did love the masks though. Those are high quality. Masks. The masks they're good. Are really good, and they become so much more menacing later in the film. Mm-hmm. You know that is a thing that you see replicated in pop culture yeah. like baby driver there's references to it or just like masks during bank robberies you know but they add so much to the character they are so realistic and they're they seem very fitted to the actors faces so yeah. it's not like like the opening heist in dark knight 
is very blank. They don't respond to whoever's underneath it, whereas these are very responsive to the actors who are underneath them. Yeah, it's not till like like the second or third robbery, I think, where they get like close ups of like their eyes, so then mm-hmm. you you can really know, oh, that's Patrick Swayze or mm-hmm. whatever. You can see like just as their eyes even get wider, the mask moves. It's so tight to their faces too. Well, I think one of the I think it's the last one where he's putting the mask on and you see like the tongue sticking out and it doesn't look like it's not his his mouth that it's coming through. Mm-hmm. But I also love that not only are they all their own individual president, they're all referred to as the presidential names during the heist, but they're all each doing an accent. Like Nixon's doing a Nixon impression. Reagan is very much like a rock and roll. We're here in 1984. Like I'm they're the all, Gipper. Yeah, yeah, they're all doing their own version of those mannerisms, and it plays so like it plays so well. They're all doing such a good. Like, no, yeah, you could tell almost like when they were deciding when they were divvying up the mask. Like, I want to be Nixon. I want to be this, and yeah. you can just tell it. Go ahead, be Nixon. Yeah, but like own it. They own it. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's a real cool element to it because it's not just hey, we're bank robbers and we're using our own voice and we're yelling and we're. You know, we're saying nicknames, but not the, like they are the ex-presidents. They're referring to themselves as that and doing the whole bit. So I love how how committed to the bit they are yep. in that aspect. And it shows when they're going through next and talking about their M.O. And they're at the, you know, when the FBI is at the bank and they're running through the details of like, okay, everything you just saw, here's why it's important. It's the 90 seconds. It's never hit the vault. It's, you know, doing all these things. They're pros and it, sh- it like it shows. Yeah. And that's what I love about each of the different heists and each of them kind of bring a different element to it because you know kind of what's going yeah. on. I and mean, we don't really see the second one. The second one's really about what happens afterwards. <laughs> and we will get there. Yeah. But, and then I think we get some more surfing after the robbery. This is where we finally meet Tyler around that time. Yeah. So after the first heist, they go back to the FBI they're like, okay, they, they go and they look at the car. That's where we get the scene of tell me your theory that everyone thinks is so stupid. And then he like runs down the full theory of like, this is why I picked Surfer Wax. This is why I picked the tan line when he shows his butt that says <laughs> thank you. Like, mm-hmm. Here's all the reasons why this theory works, which is good because they could have easily just been like, yeah, it's probably surfers because, you know, surfers like to live on the edge just like bank robbers. Like it could have been a paper thin thing, but it wasn't. Yeah. So yeah, then after that. That's when we get Keanu Reeves is trying to learn how to surf on his own, and he gets saved by Tyler, yeah. who is uh, Lori Petty, who we've seen recently in A League of Their Own. She plays the main love interest here. She finds him, calls him an idiot because he doesn't know how to surf. He's going to kill himself. He's going to kill somebody else. And that's where Keanu kind of comes up with the idea to use her to teach him to surf and see if he can use her as an in to find these potential bad guys and it's nice that they don't know that they're the bad guys right away he doesn't try to embed himself in with the gang like a departed kind of situation it is very much a he finds out by accident but this is where he comes up he concocts the backstory of his parents are dead because her parents died which like morally ambiguous but it's kind of tell the story yeah. she loved them he's like i can work with this yeah exactly yeah. i can say my parents are dead <laughs> Did you like the the backstory that he gives in the fish restaurant or whatever, where he's like, teach me how to surf because my parents also died? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, that's a, you need 
Tyler to be the entry point into Bodhi and his circle and, you know, surfing culture in general for this staid, yuppie gumshoe, essentially. Yeah. It just, I don't buy it. Like, a lot of romances in action movies from this time, you just don't totally buy it. Yeah. And I don't buy her, who's apparently so streetwise and street smart, being like, I have dead parents, too. I I don't know. Yeah. It is a paper-thin... I almost wish that he failed once. Like, he asked her, tried to give the sob story, and she was like, dude, no, I don't want to... Like, I almost wish he wore her down a little bit, because it would seem more believable that she let her guard down after time, not in the time it takes to order a fish sandwich and have it delivered to the counter. Yeah. that in that amount of time, she's like, I love this guy. He's he's a hot wannabe surfer lawyer from Ohio. (laughs) Or, yeah, or at least a little bit more, you could see her seeing him trying or Mm -hmm. having some sort of connection to surfing, which clearly she feels passionately and strongly about. I guess the thing that ultimately she buys is him saying, I've fallen in love with the ocean. Yeah. Not necessarily that his parents are dead. Yeah. So I guess that part is fine. To be fair, I've fallen for, for less. thinner lines, <laughs> so I, I'll i take it back. Yeah, well, I mean, what can you do? I'll walk it back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I would have liked the dead parents thing to not have worked, and then maybe they have one more conversation, and that's when he's like, I fell in love with the ocean. Yeah. Make it more clear that the dead parents line didn't work on her, as opposed to the whole yeah. facade working to a T. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad at least it comes back yeah. in a way, because I think... You almost have to go, you almost have to cut that deep so when she does, it's like she she deserves to be that mad about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if it was something stupid or whatever, she would have no reason to be I think you that. only like the ocean, clam. Yeah. <laughs> you said you didn't like mustard, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. But you like lakes instead. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're not from Ohio, you're from Minnesota. One of right, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like this at all. So it, it, at least it does come back in some sort of way. Yeah, because otherwise there's no real reason for her to be super mad because she's not in line with the gang. She's not a part of it. No. There's no connection there for her other than, oh, my ex is a bank robber. Yeah. So it is. So you're right. She does need that like extra layer of, I can't believe you used my dead parents against me kind of thing. Right. So she breaks down. She agrees to teach him surfing. There's a montage there of him getting a little bit better. We get a lot of the, uh, a couple instances of the, like, pop up. Okay, get back down. Pop up. No, your feet are off. You're dead. Like, pop up. No, you just lost an ankle. Right. Green by a shark. You know, so we get that. We get the, the montage. And then this is where we meet Bodhi for the first time because he just happens to be at the beach and Keanu just happens to catch him holding court or whatever. I don't, like, I don't remember what he's doing. They were just hanging out on, on the beach. Turns out they're the exes. And we get the introduction of Patrick Swayze and his blonde goatee. <laughs> well we see him first in the water and he's almost faceless but you just see his body moving in the ocean and doing all these fast like fabulous things yeah, i think he jumps away like he catches yeah, some he... air at one point mm-hmm. and johnny and tyler are looking at him and she's like that's bodie yeah. <laughs> yeah i love that his name is bodie it's I, so it's, good it's a nice touch it's a nice surfer name it's a nice 
everything about that character is nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, then we get the football game. Mm-hmm. This right. is where Johnny's really ingraining himself into the crew because he knows how to play football. And then they all recognize him, which I thought was weird. Yeah, I thought a little bizarre, too. That, like, normally when you go undercover, you're not yourself. And it's weird that they were like, oh, you're a f- really famous football player who like went to law school where i feel like i've seen profiles of what former players are doing now on like espn or yeah. you know college football game day or something like that it's a real risk you're gonna run of being like johnny utah blew his knee out in the final game but he's turned his life around and now he's working for the fbi like he's not the cia it's not one of those things where you're not allowed to let people know what you do like he has a regular job that you don't. I don't think you have to keep being an FBI agent a secret the way that you do other agencies. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, but it does seem weird that he went in undercover using his real name. Yeah, he and, should he, he, Johnny Ohio maybe. Yeah, but like even then they'd be like, wait, there was a Johnny Utah at Ohio State. Is and that, you look just like him. Yeah, and he knew how to play football. Yeah, there's pictures of you. Like we right. don't have the internet, but there's like books yeah magazines mm-hmm. he would have been on they watched the game where he blew his knee out like they know who this guy is right right speaking of montages there's a ton of them in this movie mm-hmm. do you guys feel like they run a little long sometimes for me i found that if you were to cut any sort of fat out of this movie it's like another minute like out of a montage because they tend to run long at least in my eyes i didn't really notice it in the beginning just because i think there's only the two really there's him trying to learn on his own, and then him learning with Tyler. But I, I mean, really like even any... even like the skydiving thing is like they are in the sky for like five full minutes. Oh. It's just it's it's long. I would watch a two and a half hour version of them just, just falling, from, falling the sky. from the sky. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. It didn't ring that way for me. Okay. At that point, I... did I feel like? Oh my god, we're still here. We're still in the sky. Like they should have pulled their parachutes yeah. by now. But I can see feeling that way. If I were watching this for a second time, yeah, knowing maybe that's what, what was it is. what was to come, I would be like, "Can we get to land already?" Yeah, we have just, to rob a bank right now. Yeah, because I knew can we get to the bank already. For me, the movie really kicks into high gear around that second heist that that scene because everything before it is good stuff. Yeah, but as far as like the real thrills and chills we're talking about, mm-hmm. we don't really get that until then. We do get like we had the robbery early on in the beginning. But it's as quick or even quicker than the 90 seconds itself. Yeah. And you don't see... They talk about how there are multiple robberies going on, but you as the viewer don't see them until that the second one that's shown. Right, yeah. right. Now, did you, guys, did you guys know that? I mean, did you know it was that group of surfers opposed to the ones they tried to introduce at the beginning? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I immediately wrote down wrong suspects. When they were... <laughs> <laughs> when, I figured as much. When, yeah, when they when they went to the other, like, neo-Nazi surfer's house to, like, even just tail them, not even for the, the yeah. raid or anything, I, I wrote down, like, wrong, wrong surfers. Right, okay. Because I, I knew enough of this movie to know that Patrick Swayze isn't on the cover of the, the movie because he's going to help Bodie. No, sure. Help Johnny arrest the neo-Nazis. He's there because he's the bad guy. Right, right. And again, I'm not sure if the movie's trying to push you in that direction or if it's just we are one step ahead of Johnny and we know for a fact that – do you know what I mean? Like like, yeah. when, like early on but before we started the, the movie, I was saying, is there a twist in this? And I'm like, well, that would really be it if you were going to like 
nail it down if someone wasn't really following along or didn't know anything about the movie. I mean, because, you know, they introduced Bodie's a really nice guy. They're really nice people. Are these the same guys that run around with guns yeah. and rob banks? And and you're introduced to their life philosophy as something that's more admirable than the philosophy that Johnny Utah has adopted up to this point. Like, yeah. Even if you look at the opening montage of their two characters contrasted, you know, Johnny's like in a firing range, just shooting, like filling these targets full of bullet holes. Right. And Bodie is... Surfing some tubes, yeah, dude. Yeah, well, he even talks about like right around this point of the the crazy other surfers, like they don't get it because they're (laughs) they're not there for like the spiritual aspect of it, and they'll never get it, dude. Right? He says they only live to get radical. Yeah, they'll never understand the sea. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I I had to write that one down. Yeah. But I mean, like, up until then, you have a group of surfers that are, like, real criminals, have a criminal, like, a record. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got Bodie, who is, like, tuning a guitar, and he's wearing a drug rug on the beach. Yeah. That dude's holding up banks. Listening to Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of of it is the popular culture that it permeates it. Right. To where you just just know that that's, at least for me, I knew that that was part of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think also... As a movie watcher, you're like, why would you introduce me to Bodie if he if he's not needed at all? No, right. I mean, you're smarter than the average film goer, but I'm saying I think that that's the the movie's design at the beginning is to kind of throw yeah. you off. Yeah, it wants to subvert your expectations a little bit, knowing that okay, maybe they do catch these guys, but they're not the only crew. Yeah, it turns out there's two crews, and oh my god, like they could have been the bad guys and obviously they were drug dealers and you know pieces of shit or whatever but i think also being that tyler knows them and tyler had her own rap sheet though it was a lot more low level crime like indecent exposure in a moving vehicle or whatever that crime is that was hot yeah oh absolutely (laughs) so yeah i think that part of it just it i knew yeah i I figured you would i just wanted to bring it up because i think it was something that i was the movie's purpose to kind of throw you off or to to someone else was absolutely no idea what was going on in the movie Mm mm-hmm but and then like after the football game, we get some shit about toxic waste. Yeah, we that's so that is another montage, and that one does go a little long. Yeah, where they figure out that oh, some of the beaches have toxic waste, and the hair from one of the robbers also has like arsenic and aluminum. <laughs> I know. We're like just before DNA when they had that little schematic show up on like the Commodore. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're getting DNA, and they're like, we found selenium in the hair. There's nothing else we can do with this hair, though. Yeah, so we just have to figure out that the beaches are that. And, like, it was a little funny, like, watching Gary Busey go up to the guys, like, with a gun in his badge and being like, give me your hair. I'm making a wig for my wife. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or the two guys, like, trying to, like, spark a joint over a beach towel. Well, yeah, that was the... the oh, okay, the okay, yeah. Where it's like, well, at least he didn't bust us. It's like, yeah, but he cut my hair, man. <laughs> uh, and Keanu trying to be like, dude, there's a bug about to crawl in your ear. And I love the way he throws the little bit of hair into the towel and like smushes it up he's like don't worry just save your life it's so preposterous i love it so close man it was a close one so that was funny but it was you know a little much yeah and then we get science yeah yeah, right (laughs) Uh, but from there that's when we figure out the the spiritual aspect of it they go and they they're now tailing these other surfers who are just all complete pieces of shit Uh, and then this is where uh, tyler and and johnny hook up for the first time because they go he goes to the party at bodie's house 
and there's an absolute rager. There. Well, yeah, but Bodhi and him get into like a fight together on the. Well, they don't fight each other on the beach, but they fight those goons. Yeah, that's and the, that's how he's like, oh, you should come yeah. to my party tonight. Yeah, that that fight was cool. Like it was good to see Johnny kind of hold his own until four guys ganged up on him. Yeah, I love how they were. I think they had like his surfer ankle line, and they were using that to like strangle right, right. him or whatever in the uh, the <laughs> outdoor shower. He also breaks his board. So he's got to yeah. go get a new board, which I think he gets an identical board, which <laughs> could be continuity thing. Could be he just really liked that one. Yeah. yeah. But. I'm also here for any time Patrick Swayze shows up doing martial arts. Mm. He's good got stuff. some good kicks. He's The man knows his knows way around. Knows a roundhouse around, or two, round, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> ooh. Yeah, he's got the roundhouse kicks. He, he always gets a good, like, bottom of the foot to the chest kick. Yeah. Does yeah. those several times. A couple of good flips. And then we get to the uh, the sick party. The sick party. Yeah, I love the when they're like going through like the steady cam shot of them going through the party, and like each one of the members of Bodie's group like has his own little moment to like just be an absolute goofball. Yeah, and like dance crazily, or like one dude's just like <laughs> dancing to Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, it was gnarly. It was a good party. This is where they also have the conversation. They're talking about. What's the biggest wave you've ever ridden? Mm -hmm. Like, where are the biggest ones? They're naming different beaches. And Bodhi names this beach in Australia and talks about the idea of a 50-year storm. And he's going to be there no matter what. Mm -hmm. And even if he dies, he says, it's not tragic to die doing what you love. Foreshadowing the whole end of the movie. I get that. It's a good good life model, I guess. Like, if you're doing what you love, like... You never work a day in your life? Yeah. Because well, you you're dead. <laughs> yeah, because you're, yeah. you're dead. Did you guys think we were going to globetrot at that point? Um, I hadn't thought that far ahead, yeah. I think, at this point. I I just assumed in the moment, I thought it was a possibility, certainly, but in the moment, I just assumed that that was him showing more that he believes in something bigger than himself. Yeah, I wasn't thing. sure how much weight you took from it. Yeah, I mean... You don't necessarily throw that out there unless it's going to be something. I don't sure. know, did you did you think that far ahead in that moment? I I didn't think we would globe trot necessarily. I figured at that point, oh, he's going to be killed during the bank robbery, like yeah. a failed bank robbery attempt in I a didn't... shootout or something. I didn't think we would make it to the fifty year storm. So we when we did, I was like. <laughs> a tear roll down. Yeah, beautiful. Some salt water. Mm-hmm. I think if they had said that the fifty-year storm was that year, I might have put more stock in it. Yeah, but because they were like, "Oh, that's next summer," I didn't think we'd get to next summer. Sure. Mm-hmm. So part of me, for that reason, was like, "Oh, this is just this is more speaking to the character of I believe in legend, I believe in fate, destiny, and all these different things." And that was just more of them showing us the audience of what kind of person Bodhi is that he's this spiritual person that he understands the spiritual side of surfing more so than the getting radical side right he understands the sea if you will um so that was pretty much what i was thinking in that moment but then we get the the stealth mission where they they go night night, surf nighttime surfing uh, and that's where keanu and tyler hook up on the on the beach it's also where we get the dude just absolutely gutting that bottle of lighter fluid and And sticking his leg in it and stuff yeah who is this cat pouring it all over the fire i thought that part was pretty good you also get to see keanu like really ride a wave for the first like a big one for the first time which i really like that scene of how excited he was 
I liked Tyler pointing out that I think she says in this moment, like you're doing it for a homework assignment mm-hmm. and it's gone now. Like you just look happy. Yeah. And so that was really nice because that kind of shows the cracks in his armor a little bit that maybe he is in too deep. Maybe this is something that is to be worrisome because I know that ultimately it's going to be Bodhi's crew that is the bad guys, not the not the other people. Right. Not Anthony Kiedis. Was that who that was? I think it was. At one point I thought, is that Flea, like one of the other people in that mm-hmm. in that gang? Uh, but I didn't think, but it does. I was kind, thinking that too. But it's, it does kind of look like Anthony Kiedis. I think it is. Looking back, like, is that the whole Red Hot Chili Peppers, I wonder? <laughs> I know they were like showing up in movies in the early 90s. Like they show up in a movie called The Chase with Charlie Sheen. Isn't which... Flea in like Back to the Future 3? Isn't he Needles? I'm not sure. The fact check. That. Yeah, let me cut that yeah. part. But I do know that they were showing up in a handful of movies yeah, in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, after the stealth mission, he wakes up on the beach and he's late. And what he's late for is the raid on the other surfers. And this is where we get our first real big action sequence because, like, right. the fight at the shower is—it's a cool little fight and it's good. It's, it's pedestrian compared yeah. to light of everything else. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it shows that Keanu's able to handle his own in a fight. Uh, the later he gets rocked a little bit, but he's able to hold his own. He's able to like, you know, show that he's not just a pretty face who can surf and shoot. He's a capable agent in this regard. Yeah. Uh, but then we get the raid, which is completely undone by the fact that there's a lawnmower next door. So they don't get to hear any of the warnings. Bridget, how are you feeling about the raid? I loved the raid. This is where I started a little tally I don't think I got all of them, but I started a tally of times in this movie where a woman gets knocked over and goes, oh, like, <laughs> I have five, but I think there's more. Well, that's particularly like the foot chase, I think you're thinking, what are you, they're going through all the houses. And going just, through all the houses, yeah. that's where it started, but it happens during well, yeah, the robberies, girl. too. There's there's women flying all over yeah. the place. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in the raid specifically, like, the woman who answers the door, she gets knocked over yep. multiple times. Yeah. The woman in the shower. Yeah. Um, she gets shoved down. But she sticks it to she, Keanu. She comes good. back in a big way. Dude, she really... Because what? She knocks the gun out of his hand, punches him in the face. I think she's the one that she like, throws... She knees him in the like the chest. She's She does a lot of body work. Does she shove him. his head into like the mirror? I feel like she shoves his head into the wall at some point. Yeah. She really... And she has no clothes on. Yeah, she was in the middle of a shower. I, it, I, well... Because you see her for the first time. You see her in the shower as he's trying to check out what's going on. He sees Anthony Kiedis dumping out the... <laughs> yeah, so the, the dentist mirror. Dentist mirror. Yeah. yeah, and you just see... You see a, a faceless silhouette of a naked lady with, like, big late 80s hair. And yep. you're like, okay, this is just the yeah. boobs. Mm-hmm. The the gratuitous boobs. Listen, we got Patrick Swayze with his shirt off at the beach. Give us some boobs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but then you just sort of expect her to be another just screaming woman falling down. But then as soon as Keanu Reeves shows up in the bathroom, she like puts in work. She holds her own. She fucks him up a little bit. And she stabs another guy yeah. before she eventually is knocked to the ground as well. Yeah, she gets shoved into like the door yeah. jam and collapses and goes, oh! Yeah. They, it's probably the first time it. in a movie I've seen like a fully nude woman like beat someone's ass. Like, I don't... Like, it's it totally unique to this much. movie. Yeah. It doesn't It was much. like Eastern <laughs> Promises. Like, just no, like... that's what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, this is Eastern Promises. We're getting Eastern Promises shit here. Yeah. 
Lo- loved that. Tom Sizemore is pouring a beer into his Cheerios, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we see that through the window. That, I, okay. Yeah, a lot of mayhem. It reminded me a little bit of, and it's a very similar situation, but the heist and true detective when um, right. that one long tracking yeah. shot and all these different pieces coming together to be kind of Rube Goldberg machine of what can go wrong. Sure, like, sure. Who's what's going to happen to the naked lady in the shower? When is Anthony Kiedis not going to know how to use this gun? When is the lawnmower getting involved? Like everything comes together really seamlessly. Did you think the lawnmower is going to come back in a big way like that? I I figured it was a Chekhov's gun. Like okay. someone is getting as soon, especially when they go through the fence. I'm like somebody is getting put through that lawnmower. It's a very precarious looking lawnmower when we first see it too. It's like wow, that looks it's not dangerous. a standard like. It's like an old school push mower yeah. with mm-hmm. the, just like rotating blades, but this one's automatic, so it's it has a motor. Yeah, yeah. My favorite was the headshot. Oh the yeah, you 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 audibly were like, ooh. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, because he's using the girl as a human shield, and Gary Busey just fucking shoots him right in the face, point blank. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and like his head, his forehead explodes a little. Yeah, like you see, it, it looks good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like it didn't look fake. It it wasn't one of those things where. All of a sudden, you just have that weird makeup hole right. with, like, blood pouring out of it. It was just, like, a quick Boom. pop, and he's down. And I wasn't expecting that. I figured he might shoot him in the shoulder, yeah. or someone else might come up behind and, like, karate chop his neck or some shit. I did not expect headshot to the face with the hostage standing right there. And that showing was, it. Yeah, that was pretty gnarly. Yeah, good injury wound. Yeah. Um, And then we also get a shot in the foot, too, which yes. is pretty sick. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's a gnarly. This Air Jordan just exploded. Yeah, because what is he? He's hiding in a closet or he's hiding behind the door or something like that. And he can just see it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think I was writing down all the crazy things that were happening. So I missed the actual <laughs> shot. I know. I was like taking notes. But I'm just going to watch this scene because it's, it's too rad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too rad to miss. But yeah, in between those two, that's when Keanu gets rocked by that woman. Um, so all around, just a great, just a great fight scene. sequence. The music's pumping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're criminally understaffed for that raid, though. Like, who goes in to a raid with four people? Yeah. Like, Two of whom have been there all night and yeah. haven't slept? Yeah. All they've had is maybe some cold pizza? Yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah. Because when he's like, I'm late, I'm like, oh, what's he late for? Like, just the change and shift? Oh, no, we're raiding today? Okay. Where is the rest of the FBI? Like, where is the local police? Like, where is literally anybody else but these yeah. four dweebs to go in and get four or five guys like they're pretty even in this scenario and you don't know who else is in that house because yeah. you haven't been in mm-hmm. all you've done is little mirror extend i'm not sure let me qu- do a quick double check yeah oh no there's guns yeah yeah i'm not sure if they knew about the fully automatic weapons in the house but i think that's kind of where the, it was an oh shit moment for them for sure which is weird because you think if they're if you're thinking they're the bank robbers you know they've got some kind of arsenal because you've seen the bank footage, so you know they've right. got handguns and shotguns. Like Not the best police work. Yeah, you know they're armed to the teeth because they have to be for these heists. You're, you're really going in half-cocked. It, it, you know, it hurts you for it. Yeah. I think all of the police make it out, though, right? Nobody... Yes. No the casualties of the police. No casualties, except for the one... One of them does get stabbed. Yes. Well, because he gets stabbed by the By the woman. naked woman. And right. I think one or... Like knife. I think two of the guys die, right? Or do all of them die? I feel like one of them makes it out, or is it at least like... Two of them die. And Anthony Kiedis has a hole in his foot. 
and the lawn. They don't shoot the lawnmower. Are we hundred percent sure it's Anthony Kiedis? I'm. We're just gonna refer to. We're just gonna refer to Anthony yeah. Kiedis. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Let's just. Let me just see. Anthony Kiedis. Point Break. Thank you, Google, for listening. It just knew. It just knew. Yes, it is. Oh, and Flea is also in Back to the Future. <laughs> and Baby Driver. Interesting. Coming so, full circle. Go figure. All right, so they oh. shot the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They shoot the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They shoot Anthony Kiedis. They shoot the guy whose house it is with the long hair and the kind of goatee who's holding the woman. But the guy who fights with the lawnmower... I God, can't that remember. Was so it was close. a mayhem. Just mayhem. Yeah, well, the, he, he uses the lawnmower to deflect the knife out of his hand, which was quality. Right. Like, good fighting. And then his face was in that lawnmower for a really, really Yeah, long. like a very yeah. uncomfortable we amount of time. We could trim that. Talk yeah. about trimming some fat. I don't want to... Because you know it's probably My just like some silver tense. bristles or something like that, but yeah. it just... Oh, just the sound and everything. and When they keep cutting to a shot of looking inside of the lawnmower. Yeah. Uh, and you know he's not going to get disfigured by this lawnmower. Like, of course not, but if they do a really good job of filming it and they ratchet up the tension yeah. fairly uh, mm-hmm. really When I was well. just trying to figure out, like, how are they going to get him out of this? Is someone going to come from behind him? Is that guy just going to catch one in the temple? Who knows? And ends up, they shoot the lawnmower to knock it down. And then they swarm that last guy and say, fuck him. And the one thing that I kept being concerned about is, like, is his cover going to be blown here? Because... All of those guys know him from the beach. They know he's in with with Bodie. All it takes is one visit from prison. One of them makes bail, but I don't think at any point any of them see their see his face. There was no point where any of them was like, "Oh, it's you from the beach. You're that guy that like who kicked our ass or whatever." Like nobody <laughs> recognizes him. I don't even think anybody even sees his face. So that's what I was worried about in that moment more oh. so than the lawnmower, just because they kept rustling, tussling, and I just expected. The guy like stop for one second to be like you before getting rocked again right. or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the uh, the lawnmower was pretty gnarly. So yeah, then we find out that Tom Sizemore was a DEA agent. So not only was these the wrong guys, but they fucked up this bust in that they don't know who the supplier is. So it's just again another another great John C. McGinley scene where he comes in and just absolutely chews them out. Really makes you start to wonder whether or not this is even worth it. Are they going to be able to find these guys? It was a good kind of like knock them down a peg moment uh, after getting their shit pushed in uh, by all manner of these drug dealers. And then I think we pretty much get right into the second robbery. I don't think there's really anything in between that. No, it, it, yeah, it pretty much goes, I think they do a little bit more surfing. This is where I noticed the new surfboard that looked exactly like the old surfboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where uh, they go early one morning to go surfing. And this is where Johnny figures out or has the hunch that it's it's Bodie's crew because it's the five of them. They're all surfing. One of them does the mooning or whatever. One of them does the yeah. mooning, and it just it clicks off for him. They're like, "Oh shit, this is a tight little group within a group. Like this is the this is the close knit family of five that we've been looking for. This is my like this is my hunch." Mm-hmm. And I love that Taj says, "It looks like you saw a ghost." ghost. And There's a cuts- lot of other movie references also in this movie. Yes. I don't remember it where it is. I don't know if it's here or not, but it's one of the conversations he has with uh, between Johnny and Bodie. Oh, about like, the Roadhouse. Or, uh, it was Patrick's, Patrick's Roadhouse, Roadhouse, yeah, or something like that. And like <laughs> we just looked at each other like, ah, eh, yeah. Patrick's Roadhouse. <laughs> I get it. But Ghost was a good one too. Yeah, I did laugh at 
them then cutting to the flashback of Gary Busey being like, the ghosts. <laughs> the big rob is a ghost. Like, I didn't, it's like, we, do, we get it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't need that callback, but it was just it was just a really zany, funny thing. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he looks like he saw a ghost because that's what you say when someone looks like they've seen something they can't believe. It didn't need to call back to the actual line of these bank robbers are like ghosts. <laughs> it didn't need to at all. No, but it, no. it was funny. <laughs> it, was a good, it was a good fun moment. Good, more good police work. Yeah. So then he's got the hunch. He blows off the group. You know, he abandons Tyler at the surfing spot. And that's where we then get the explanation. We don't see him tailing Bodie, but we get the explanation that he tailed Bodie for a whole day. He did some stuff. He went to lunch. He, you know had a smoothie or whatever, like, and then <laughs> went to the bank for 20 minutes, probably to stake it out. And so that's when they set up shop outside of the bank because he's he believes in his gut. This is them. Yeah. Uh, he then goes for a meatball sub. Angel's reading Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the And, you know, as we talk through this movie, the two of them are really fuck-ups. Oh, they yeah. They fuck up the raid. They're not good they cops. They fuck up the sub. They're not good <laughs> cops. Yeah. And everything that really happens from this point forward as well yeah well and john c mcginley calls them out after the third heist where he's like this is why i put him with you because you're a fuck up too like you're just a you've been on the force 22 years you haven't moved up you're still just a field agent like you're nothing you're a screw up who believes surfer conspiracy theories or whatever like and ghosts. Like, yeah good ghosts get out of my face <laughs> I did feel bad that he didn't get to eat his meatball sub, though. It did look like a claw. It looked good, it yeah. I think, really I think he had, like, good. one meatball in. Yeah. Yeah, he had one bite. He was ready for three of those bad boys. Yeah. I kind of am, too. Though. Yeah. I, that was when I was like, I'm going to finish the rest of my dinner. <laughs> Soon. I need to go get it. The best, the best, though, was when he asked him to go get it, because the way he was describing it was that, like, they don't have meatball subs in Los Angeles. He's like, they have this sandwich. It's meatballs. I'm like, yeah, it's a meatball grinder. Like, did meatball grinders get invented in 1991? Like, I yeah. just, I always knew them as a thing, but maybe I don't. Seems strange. Yeah. Okay, and then this is where we get this is when the second heist. Yeah. Right, and again, again we, we we don't see it. We just get some clever camera work of them entering and yep. Keanu ordering the meatball subs, mm-hmm. and, and then them pretty much we, 90 seconds later out. Yeah, we see them trying to get into the car, and that's when. Keanu spots them on foot, opens fire. Which, again, I feel like you don't want to have the undercover guy doing the stakeouts and doing the trap setting because that immediately blows his cover. He runs at them screaming, FBI, don't move, with no hat, no sunglasses, no anything. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? I know. Why is there not another cop on this? Like, you're too close to it. We shouldn't. Blow your it's cover. hard to get out of your head once you're like, oh, there's just so many opportunities where someone's going to recognize him at this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm worried of that because that's the one thing you worry about in an undercover cop movie is that his cover is going to be blown and it's going to impact the investigation, the relationships, all these other things that definitely happened. But like, at least wear a hat. Like, at least have your little <laughs> FBI hat or a Dodgers cap or mm-hmm. something. So I just kept being like, dude, stop blowing your fucking cover. Because if you don't get them, that's it. It's over. Like, you've lost them now. Right. You have no other option. He's lucky they were also stupid. There's a lot of dumb people in this movie. Yeah. Yep. But it's his son, this son man. It just melts yeah. your brain. But anyways, cue car chase. What did you guys think of the uh, the car chase? I love car chases. I loved that car chase. 
I love the sound, like great car sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, like the tire screeching, yeah. smashing of fenders. Um, yeah, and like love big cars, the sound of big engines and the weaving back and forth. Um, particularly all the driving that takes place in that little parking garage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're flying, like you see them flying past the cars and you kind of don't know when they're going to come back together. I, I, I'm a sucker for one, just heist movies in general, but if there's like a chase too, which in most heist movies there are, there is, yeah. they're mm-hmm. just so much more at stake. It's so much cooler. Everyone's loaded with guns. Mm-hmm. There's mass. It's just, it's this cool situation all around. Yeah. I love, yeah, I love them yelling at each other in the masks. Nobody unmasks at all. Like they're still just in it. Then they end up at the gas station. Which is a great scene. Oh my God. They they hijack another car, the crew, to get away, and Reagan slash Bodie gets out, takes the gasoline from the attendant, lights it on fire, and is spraying the fire onto the car that they just got out of, but then just spraying fire. And that's when Keanu and Angelo show up. Yeah. Or Johnny and Angelo show up. And I was confused at that point because I saw him pointing and spraying the guy and for some reason in my head it looked like the shotgun he had been holding so i was like wait are they carrying squirt guns like <laughs> this they're not using real guns because it would speak to the character because i think even before at like the party scene or something like that they talk about not liking violence or some mm-hmm. i don't remember at what point it was but we talked about it earlier it doesn't seem to be in Bodie's style to be a bank robber because he's so chill because he's so mellow i thought for a split second they're like Oh, he's just fucking around. Like they're carrying squirt guns and he's threatening them. Like he's going to like, Oh, you don't know what's in here and you're going to light him on fire. And then when they zoomed out, I was like, Oh no, it's just the funkiest looking gas nozzle I've ever seen that has like a whole like muzzle section. Sure. Of, sure. Of it. Yeah. Um, so that part confused me just a little bit, uh, but I love the way that they disabled the cop car where they just kind of pushed them into the little security desk or kiosk or oh, whatever right, right. Um, before running him down. And, but Keanu's leap through the fire and the flames like over the car to tackle Reagan was fantastic. Yeah, and he looked like he was legit on fire for a moment too. I was like... Well, Reagan yeah, was. Ra- yeah. yeah. Reagan was, yeah. But I thought Keanu too, like either his back or his arm or something because I think you even see him like shake it off. But when Reagan's running away, he's like patting himself down and like yeah. getting not on fire anymore. <laughs> yeah. This, the 10 minutes of the sequence ratchets up and up like you know that they're they're gonna arrive at the bank and then you see him see them arriving at the bank and he's still ordering the sub then the shootout happens in the street then they're in the car chase then they're fist fighting in fire at the gas station and then the foot chase starts like and each time you just the they turn the volume up yeah a little bit well, and it was super intense for me in this moment, too, because I was expecting one of the presidents to die. Like, the way I thought this movie was going was that one of them is going to die. Like, they're going to get shot through the window. They're going to be part of the car chase. Because I think at this point, I'm not even sure who is who under the mask. Like, I'm not even sure that when he's chasing Reagan that it's Bodie. Because they don't ever really give you any indication of who that was. And I didn't really recognize the sounds of voices. Because, again, they're doing their impression so i thought maybe reagan was one of the underlings and it wasn't Bodhi, and then he was going to catch him unmask him arrest him die whatever and that keanu was going to get you know looped in as like the new recruit 
to fill the void on the team because that happens a lot in these undercover things of like sure okay now you're you're my new guy i trust you we have this rapport i see the look in your eyes that you're on the in the danger zone too join me so i kept expecting one of those dudes to die so the fact that like everyone kept surviving like continued to ratchet up that that tension and then yeah we get the foot chase which is let me run through everybody's house let me knock over as many ladies as i can which five (laughs) Uh, yeah i think there were there were two ladies i considered in the foot chase one woman is just on the street like completely like thrown to the ground and then i considered the second woman who i think gets knocked over when the door gets kicked in Mm mm-hmm well, then there's the woman that, like, attacks Johnny with, like, a broom. It was like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Get out of my house. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. And that's such a fun run through those neighborhoods. You're going through different people's houses. It reminded Backyards. me of Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Yes. Very Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. You're in the back alleyways. He runs through the pool. Yeah. Like, oh. He gets, you know, he gets hit by the swing set and just kind of has to throw that around him. Mm-hmm. Um. Get the dog throw. Dog yeah, it throw feels. Yeah, it's very sweaty and elegant, but they're keeping a pace with one another. I love. Um, Reagan goes through the sliding glass door and locks it behind him and keeps going. And Keanu, without missing a beat, just goes right through the glass, just smashes. Yeah, he like smashes. I think he smashes it with, with something. Yeah, he takes like a. He, he like grabs like a a patio pot. chair or something yeah. and like puts it like right punches through it through the window and then I'm just keeps going right without through. missing a beat like there's he there's no point where he stops and looks around to be like what can i need I do? to yeah he's just flower pot but yeah one swift move like scoop slam it was it was great mm-hmm. right the dog throw was outrageous yeah <laughs> who throws a dog I, I don't know you guys both were shocked i mean I, I knew it was coming up when the foot chase was coming I'm like oh god we're coming to the dog <laughs> when it's not it would have been i don't know if i would have liked it better if it was like a ridiculously small dog or like a poodle or something ridiculous but it was like a pit bull yeah so it's like oh fuck like this mm-hmm. is already a more aggressive style dog yeah is he gonna bite his face like what's gonna happen is he gonna like, go for the jugular i don't know but a man threw a dog like yeah. who, who does that yeah and you've just barely gotten your breath from the sliding door being smashed he's still getting hit in the back of the head with a broom and then all of a sudden he turns a corner and it's just like dog <laughs> the dog is just there. The sequence is so <laughs> relentless. Yeah, because it's so many times in chase sequences, I expect the the runner to stop to get the upper hand to like surprise him around a corner or trip him or do any number of those things. And when I when the camera shows that Reagan is just standing there, I'm like, okay, here's that moment. Wait, is that a fucking dog? What? And he just throw, he hoists it right into his face, and I just I couldn't handle. <laughs> So it's ridiculous. so good. Um, now, I don't think we mentioned what medium we watched this movie on in the beginning. No. So we did watch this on VHS. And that is very important for this chase sequence. Because after the dog throwing, we get to whatever, like the old ravine. or Yeah, like, like the LA, LA waterways. Or whatever, yeah. yeah. Uh, they slide down the hill. Reagan goes first. Keanu then completely slides down. It loses his balance and he lands and blows his knee out, which we learned was a thing that happened to him because uh, I think it happened like the SEC championship game or whatever, because when he's recognized as Johnny Utah by Bodie's crew, they're like, oh, I watched that game. Your knee just totally blew out. And he's like, yeah, 90 degrees the wrong way or something like that. 
So he's writhing around in pain. He's on the ground. He pulls his gun out. Yeah. There's this kind of, is he going to shoot the guy? Reagan's climbing a fence with barbed wire, so it's taken him a long time. The music is at like yeah. a peak stressful yeah, rhythm he could, right now. Yeah. He could, yeah. You know that he could shoot Bodie if he wanted to. Yeah. And there's a look. Bodie looks back in the Reagan mask still. Close we get up. the close up on the eyes. And Johnny is just so stressed and conflicted and feeling terrible. And the tape gives out. Yeah. <laughs> the video cuts. It goes scrambly. We get that like static look. It cuts back to like my TV saying like what input we're on because there's no video to show. Yeah. So it thinks that it's off. Or over or whatever. Or over, yeah. yeah. But we have some sound. So all we hear is gunshots and then the screen goes black and like goes back to the input. And when it cuts back, it's like in a different scene altogether. And we're just like Bridget and I are losing our minds. <laughs> I, I was losing my mind. And I've seen it before. Yeah. yeah. But like you obviously knew what happened. Yeah. And you were looking at us because we had no idea. All we heard is gunshots. We don't know. Did he shoot the guy? Because again, I don't know who Reagan is yet. I have a feeling when they show the close-up of the eyes that, like, okay, that's probably Bodhi. But I don't know for a fact. And I am expecting one of them to die. So well, I'm just screaming, no, no, <laughs> no! Intense. Bridget, yeah. how, how are you feeling? I, I had to walk away. I had yeah. to get up and walk out of the room yeah. and you, go you eat some avocado. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe. Outrageous. I, I, like, I'm still kind of reeling from it. <laughs> I, I wish I... You're, it's like you're shell-shocked. Yeah. Just, well, it was such an intense scene already. Like, it was such a good sequence already. Mm -hmm. Right. And we know we're at, like, the halfway point of the movie, and all the intensity, like you said, the score is going crazy. They finally have this intense stare down. You know Johnny can't go anywhere. And just to lose it at that moment. <sighs> the gunshots and everything. Yeah. What, like, what we were able to see and hear... Or not see, I guess, and hear. Just add it. Because like, if it had just cut out, it would have been like, what? Oh, no. But the fact that it was like kind of cutting in. Like, is it going to cut back in time? Like, are we going to see what happens? And then just pop, 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 pop. Insane. Yeah. It's like when they <laughs> cut to like a scene like like off camera and you just hear gunshots. And yeah. it's like, oh, they just killed that person or whatever. Yeah. Or even like I even said before we started the, the, uh, the post conversation that it was like an insane like second to last episode of like breaking bad or like a yeah some sort of show where it's like such a cliffhanger oh yeah it was an absolute unbelievable cliffhanger that very much felt like they could have that's where the commercial break is if they really wanted to fuck with oh you. yeah like that's where the commercial is and then they cut back to the shots or whatever like it was i can't believe that that happened uh, you couldn't replicate it if, if you tried no just a dream come true yeah, yeah talk about fever dreams <laughs> really yeah but yeah one of one of again i love the scene have seen it before again just the one time i've seen it but probably one of the most visceral like moments i've had cinematic like in a while yeah yeah watching a movie because like you can't duplicate the outside influence of the tape break. i mean i guess if that happened as a kid yeah. or whoever gave this back to goodwill <laughs> you know maybe they watched it for the first time we're like right. oh crap the tape sucks 
Yeah. I want to believe that somebody loved that moment, though, so much. They rewound it and played it so many times. That they created a whole a whole just, new moment for us. They did. Yeah. What a what a moment. Yeah, I'll never forget that. <laughs> Butterfly <laughs> effect. Um so ultimately we did have to abandon the VHS, the retro feel at that moment, because we looked at the next five minutes of the tape and it's just fucked. Like it's just constantly yeah. that same static goes away, some sound, bullshit or whatever. But I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. <laughs> no, no, right. And you were we were talking about like what do I do with the tape? Just throw it away. And it's like I think we just gotta I gotta hold on to it. Yeah. It's now the point break tape. You it know is. what I mean? Yeah. Um so we did we switched over to a regular like four K, you know, <laughs> new stream. Uh still reeling from from the moment, but we get Continuation we, of the movie. <laughs> yeah. So we continue from there. I don't know how. We right. thought about just stopping it and being like, that's it. It's a perfect movie. I don't care. But what did transpire is Keanu just fired the rest of his clip in yes. magazine. He unloaded the magazine to the sky and Bodhi gets away. Yeah. So then the next scene that we get is in the police station, which is why it was so confusing for us. Uh, and that's where like Gary Busey chews him out a bit because he's like, you either got scared and you missed or you didn't shoot him on purpose. And I don't think you were scared. So now, now we're left to wonder, is he on their side? Was he just sympathetic in the moment? Did he did the pain get to him or something? How are you feeling about the choice to not shoot what we find out to be Bodie in that moment? Relieved because I love Bodie. <laughs> did you At think he like time. turned a corner, or was it just that he's? Oh, Johnny. Yeah. No, because that's his. That's his Empire Strikes Back moment. Of I don't have the strength to to fight you yet but I'm not sure how I feel about you kind of thing. Yeah. We also get in this moment, Bodhi's like the kind of the group regrouping on the beach and being like, okay, so he's a fed. How are we going to, like, are we going to kill this guy? Like, what do we have to do? We got to stop. Right. And Bodhi gives the speech about it's us against the system. Like, that's why we do it. We don't do it for the money. We don't do it for the rush. We do it because there's systems in place and we're not cogs in the machine and we make our own rules and all of these things like that. So this is really his big rah-rah moment. Uh, but they he leaves it by saying, like, I know what I'm going to do yeah. with Johnny. Yeah, because he he's having his own kind of, I can make him an acolyte. Yeah. The fact that he didn't shoot me means that there's still some soul Respect in him or something, yeah. left. And, like, we can get him, we can bring him into the circle. We already know he has this potential he has no fear he has no hesitation this is someone essentially like i want to groom yeah and there are a couple of moments before that where like tyler talks about how the look that she sees on johnny's face is the same look she sees in, on Bodie when they were together uh, after this he even says like we're the same you and i like we both you know live on the edge we both live for that moment we both are kind of to the beat of her own drum. So they set up multiple times throughout the movie where Johnny and Bodhi aren't wholly dissimilar. They're just took different paths and are on different sides of the, of the law. So it does make sense that for him to think that of, he could be my protege. He's not as dim witted as these other guys that I'm with, even though like they're my group, they're my crew, they're my family. He would be someone that I would choose to be my right hand man because he's like me. Yeah. And, and ultimately, the two of them do not have the heart to kill one another. Yeah. Because they both have ample opportunities to, mm -hmm. 
starting with the chase to ultimately, you know, the end of the movie. There are several instances where he could get it, which is yeah. why I didn't necessarily have a problem with the length of the skydiving scene, which comes up just a little bit after this. I don't I want to circle back to something, but I didn't know it was going to happen. This is clearly a moment where they could kill him, make it look like an accident. So the the fact that it keeps going, okay, what are they going to like? What are they going to do? Are they going to? Is he going to break his legs? Is he going to not have a shoe? But then he rescues him just to show him that like I I control your destiny now because I know and you let me live kind of thing. But right before the skydiving, Tyler finds out. They have the moment where it looks like he's going to say I'm a cop. She reads it as I love you, which it may or may not have been, uh, but it was a cool moment where she's like, just no, another time. Tell me another time you've. You've been in a car accident, quote unquote. <laughs> uh, but then she wakes him up with a gunshot to the pillow. Did you think that was when you saw the gun silhouette in the room? Did you assume that was her or did you think that was Bodie or one of the crew members coming to do the job? I did. That was a nice surprise in a movie that I felt like I sort of knew where it was going. I still enjoyed it, but it was a pleasant surprise. That she was the one with the gun. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a good standoff scene. Like, he knows, Johnny knows that he has to tell the truth, but he also knows that telling the truth could be so devastating that he gets two in the chest. Yeah. But it was a good standoff scene. She obviously runs out. He tries to call her and leaves a dumb voicemail. That's great. I love that. So, they didn't need to do that, but I'm glad that they left it in there. God, why don't I ever say what I mean? (laughs) Yes. Can never do this right. Yeah, so stupid. <laughs> it's it's hard for men. <laughs> there, it's mid message that Bodie and the crew show up at his apartment. I think. Well, he kind of passes out with the phone on his chest, so I assume we still hear the message, but he's just laying there not talking. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's just like a weird cut. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not much later because I think it's the middle of the night or very early morning when she finds his FBI badge. Because they're both still wearing like night, like he's shirtless yeah. and like in his underwear and she's in like her nightgown or whatever. So it's not much later that they go for the early morning skydive because I think based on the timing of it, it's like nine o'clock in the morning when they go skydiving. Because he says, I have six hours. I need to be there by three. Mm-hmm. So it's 9 a.m. So it's not long after she finds out and leaves uh, that they go and do the, the skydiving scene. Were you at all worried when they're doing like the, the shoot passing around to fuck with him of like, what's going to, like, what were you anticipating happening in that moment? Do you assume there would be a shoot? I assumed there would be a shoot. Okay. How about you? Uh, yeah. That, I mean, that was something where I, I thought maybe there wouldn't be one, but he would still save him. Cause I, obviously he's not going to die in a parachuting accident with a half an hour left of the movie. But it could be one of those things where there is no shoot. Keanu panics. He knows they know. They know he knows they know. It's one of those <laughs> things. But then, like, he saves him, grabs him, pulls the shoot and goes, you know, like, your life is in my hands. You let me live. I let you live. Camaraderie. Help me do the big hike. Because, like, this is where it kind of diverges from the Fast and Furious model of, like, Paul Walker wants to help in the end versus uh, Johnny's very much reluctant to still help. And yeah. he's only doing it because of what we get after the skydiving scene, which is the blackmail tape, which was intense. Yeah, that's such a 
good turn because up to this point you do feel I think as the viewer very sympathetic to Bodhi as this outlaw you know the money's insured it doesn't matter we don't hurt people and in the van during the blackmail tape is when you get this very twisted speech where he talks about um I and I forget what the other guy's name is Rosie right yeah he says <laughs> Rosie has the gift of blankness, yeah. which is so sinister because it sounds very poetic. But essentially, he's saying, I don't like violence, but I will have other people enact violence for me. Yeah, he even says something to the point, like, once you set him down a path, you can't stop him. Like, once his mind is to it, mm-hmm. he's he's locked in. He will kill Tyler if I don't tell him to let her go. Mm-hmm. And anything short of me saying it will not work. You need me... He calls her his insurance policy. I wasn't even sure what was going to be on the tape. I thought maybe it was something that like Johnny was a part of. That like maybe he was at the party and surrounded by coke. Or like he was passed out at home and they set him up for something. Because yeah. when the tape starts, it looks like it's a sex tape almost. Because she's still wearing like a nightgown and kind of writhing around. So I was like, oh, there's this like they've got a sex tape of the two of them and <laughs> That's blackmail because Riding now the undercover FBI agent has a sex tape with a informant or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't think it was kidnap knife to the throat somewhere in Mexico. I know. I'm so innocent. I was like, they're going to have already gotten video of them skydiving and they're going to say, see, they're going to know we're friends. Yeah. I'm going to rob this bank with us. Yeah. I'm just going to say you were the ringleader or something, you know, like right. yeah, something yeah. to that effect. So I did not expect that to come back and have it be, okay, you you need to save her because you do love her and I need to get away. And this was the easiest way to do it. I didn't want to go down this route, but, you know, you fucked with me and Here we I'm are. fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a pretty intense turn that I was not that I was not really expecting. I didn't know what was going to be on that tape, but I didn't expect it to be Tyler was kidnapped by a friend, essentially. Mm-hmm. Okay, so pretty much after this, we get the third The heist. third robbery, yeah. 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 So this is where he says, all right, Johnny, Rosie's with Tyler, so you have to be the fifth person. You have to do this. There's nothing that can stop you. Johnny tries to say, like, dude, I'm an FBI agent. They know it's you. Everybody knows even if you kill me, like, they know it's you. End of the line, man. Wake up call. Like, this is your time to get out. Stop. Yeah. Don't do any more. And he's like, no, nah, like, this is it. Like, this is bigger than... I think at that point, they're, like, chasing the rush. You know what I mean? The yeah. Yeah. One. yeah. Well, that, and I think they probably just need more money, because I don't think they got away with everything they needed at the last one, because they... This ran... is makeup, yeah. Yeah, because they got run down, and they probably had to abandon a bunch of it or whatever. And this is their last heist of the summer they need the money to survive until next june when they come back to do more robberies so they were also just trying to get that one last score which is as you know anytime there's one last something it's never going to go uh, the way that it's supposed to or the way the plan is but i didn't think that it was going to go nearly as off the rails as it did where were you in this moment bridget were you expecting it to go smoothly or a little haywire, but mostly fine. I thought it might go a little haywire, but it really does go off the rails. Partly because the crew is breaking its own rules, but mm-hmm. also just because they 
roll a two when they needed an eight kind of thing. Yeah. Like they had no way of planning around the fact that there would be an off-duty cop with a gun in the lobby who would mm-hmm. be willing to Play intervene. Because yeah. that's really the only thing that unravels it. Going to the vault doesn't really yeah. do anything. It's not, their timing is not, is still pretty on point. Because I think still that, within the 90 seconds. Well, I think it's 65 seconds, they say, when he's going to the vault. Mm-hmm. And so that you know that they've still got another 15, 20 seconds to get out in their 90-minute window to leave and still do everything. So it's not even the vault part that does it. It is the random happenstance that the guy is a cop with a gun and a backup, you know, clip to be able to kind of Mm -hmm. take them out. And we we lose one person here. We lose one person here. The really young guy. Yeah. And that's what really... Bodhi's already been on edge, yeah. and this is what puts him completely yeah. over the edge. Half the guys have their masks off at this point, too. Yeah, Bodhi's taking his mask off. The kid who dies has his mask off. Yeah. Keanu never got a mask, Keanu, which I yeah. love the line of like, sorry, Johnny, you don't get to be president. <laughs> <laughs> Reagan and Carter keep their masks on the entire time. Mm-hmm. No, Reagan's Bodhi. He takes his off. Or sorry, yeah. Because um, he gets shot in the chest yeah, when Nixon. he's standing... Yeah. On the obviously they're wearing bulletproof vests though, um, so everybody's fine. But yeah, Nixon and Carter keep their masks on. Yeah, but LBJ catches one like in the neck or like the neckline just above where the, the vest is. Yeah, yeah, just above mm-hmm. where the vest is, which was just mm-hmm. and he bleeds out. Mm-hmm. Johnny has already killed two people in the bank at this point, unmasked, and as he's leaving, he knocks. Sorry, Bodie has kill two people and he knocks johnny out yeah because the security guard was the other one because he did mm-hmm. which i didn't think he was gonna back up the cop the cop was like do you have a gun on your ankle like when i start going you gotta back me up i thought he was gonna wuss out like i didn't think he was gonna back him up and that was going to only really fuck the cop over mm-hmm. so it was kind of nice that the security guard also stood up for the situation and i mean ended up taking two in the back for it but no wouldn't be me <laughs> <laughs> It is insured. Yeah. No need to be a hero here. Yeah. Get out with your lives. That's the most important part in this. But then they take yeah. off. and Oh, now... there is a, a... Sorry, we should acknowledge the fifth woman to be knocked over and go, ah, is here. <laughs> oh, because she walks into the bank to do her normal That's deposit. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, Get on. Get on the ground. Um, so, yeah, then they leave. The crew is now down two, I think, at this point. And they escape to... The airport. The airport. Though we do get Keanu put in cuffs because now he's an accessory to murder and the murder of a cop and a bank robbery, even though he is undercover. Um, So he gets put in cuffs. Angela knocks out the chief. Yeah, that was a great scene. The one thing that you never learned is to respect your elders. I love that (laughs) line. That's a solid punch. And I love that McGinley hits the ground, eyes closed, just out. Mm -hmm. There wasn't even like a, oh, oh, he hit me so hard. Like... He doesn't wake up. He's just out and on yeah. the floor. He's, he's gone to a different place. Yeah. So that was pretty sweet. Uh, but then, yeah, they do escape to the airport. Angelo and Johnny catch up to them. They do their split off. And then we get this airport standoff. How are you feeling about the airport standoff? And how are you feeling about everybody's chances to make it out of that? I've barely had a chance to relax since the <laughs> heist. And now we're back in it. Yeah, there's no downtime the last 40 minutes of the movie. No. It, it just... 
I really liked this scene, the different screaming, the pilot coming in and out of the plane, like, I'm not going to fly this plane, and then being like, get back at the fucking plane, and like... <laughs> I love that. I'm not taking you to Antigua, and it's like, don't tell them where we're fucking going. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Fuck up. And, you know, how it's slowly becoming between really just our two main players. I was shocked that Angelo died. Same. I figured if he made it out of the raid gone wrong he's gonna make it he just punched the chief we're riding high and get the shotgun he, shell he, right to the he back gets, he really gets it well he gets the one shot to his back and he's kind of fine after that and so i was like okay that's gonna be the worst of it johnny's gonna hop in the plane to catch them because they take like that's what i expected it was like oh that's enough of distraction for them to get in the plane and take off and he runs them down and hops in the plane with him or something but then, no, they take out the guy walking out of the bathroom or whatever that shoots Angelo. Mm-hmm. He then gets shot, but he has enough energy that one last time to put the shotgun right in Angelo's back. And I, yeah, I did not see that coming. Yeah. Angelo shoots the tall one, pretty much kills him instantly. Yep. So the kid with the shotgun who ends up killing Angelo is bleeding in the chest and is get like dragged onto the That's plane. Right. So Johnny, Bodie, and this kid and the pilot take off. Yeah, because he needs to bring Johnny now because Johnny just heard the pilot scream, we're going to mm-hmm. Antigua or whatever. Yeah. And so he has to take him with him onto this plane where they've only got the two parachutes and the bag of money. Mm-hmm. And they have to fly low so they're not caught on radar. Yeah, and... yep. But they can't go too low because then they can't jump out. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice thing. I loved the... So, I mean, that kid ultimately does die. It's just yeah. a little bit later. But I love the, I'm cold. I'm cold, Bodie. I'm cold. He's like, you, okay, put this coat on. Yeah, put this jet pants. Get your jacket on. I yeah. love... Yes. I love that scene of them on the plane. And this kid is clearly dying. And Bodie's frantic, but it's still tender of like, oh, just put the coat on. You're going to... We're going to be fine. Take the money bag. You're going to be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm margaritas and senoritas await yeah, to, yeah, yeah. They're, they're gonna be nursing you back to hell yeah. yeah um and johnny says like it's because you're dying yeah all the, like all the blood is rushing out of your body and you're gonna it's be dead you're, soon you're gonna die yeah. <laughs> hope it was worth it but, and like i the the tension between the two of them is so Palpable. good mm-hmm. yeah it's like I wouldn't tell let your girlfriend go either after that comment. <laughs> you jerk. Yeah. You just said you hope my friend dies. Uh, I like how they push him out of the plane. Yeah. Oh, he just and he goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all you can do. Poor I'm guy. Amazed. He's literally dying and just like just throw him out of the plane. Yeah, I'm amazed he got the shootout. I thought for sure he was gonna die and just hit the ground. But like his shoot was open. That would have been better. Yeah. He got the shoot open, so yeah. I was honestly surprised by that. The biggest surprise, I assumed there would have been another shoot, but Johnny just jumps. He just jumps straight out with that sweet long barrel revolver yeah. that Bodie leaves behind for some dumb reason. Like I don't know why you leave the guy with the gun. Because like, it wouldn't have taken much to just aim to shoot him out of the sky. Like, so I guess there was a lot of trust there that he would let Tyler yeah. go. It's weird he didn't take the gun with him, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I loved the jumping out of the plane to, to catch him. I thought that was sick. It's a good stunt, yeah. Yeah. It was super intense, especially the, like, pull the shoot, Bodie. Pull the shoot. 
you have to or we'll both die. He's like, no, I'm not going to. Like, yeah. You have to drop your gun, otherwise you're going to die too. Yeah. What do you want? And then if we both die, Tyler dies too. So what are you you going to take me down and lose you and yeah. your girl? Like, come on. What are you thinking? Oh, they get it open and their ankles would be fucking shattered though. The oh, way they well, land. <laughs> yeah, Keanu Deep's completely blown out. Yeah, yeah. Because he blew it out in the chase. Somehow it was fine during the water landing of the first skydiving. But this one, they pulled it real late at the absolute last second. Tumble yeah. around in the dust. Like his knee is fucked. Yeah. And there's a very homoerotic shot of them. They fall in the parachute and their legs are wrapped around each other. And the parachute is wrapped around them like a sheet. And it's yeah. this very... Rough and just, I was just like, sheet. wow, yeah. this movie is... Okay. Yeah, it's got to hit those Top Gun beats. Of yeah. just... it, it, <laughs> dude, it exceeds them. I would say tarp, it's yeah. so hunky. Um, Rosie shows up with Tyler at yep. this point. Let's her go. I'm surprised they never gave her pants. They they like her, you know. At least like throw a jacket on her or whatever. Like, yeah. Why are you gonna drop her off in the desert with just her negligee? Like, that's mean. You yeah. guys were friends once. Mm-hmm. But she runs right to Johnny, which I i mean, I guess I get because he came to save her. But the last time they were together, she hated him with a fiery passion for good reason. Mm-hmm. And I was a little surprised that she didn't at least smack him in the face first or something to be like, I'm still mad at you. But like, I can't believe you came to get me kind of thing. right. Yeah. I expected a little bit more animosity, but ultimately it's not. It wasn't that big a deal for me. But it was a cool scene. And then Bodhi just gets away. I love it. Dude, driving off in the Jeep into the sunset. Mm -hmm. I'll see you in the next life. Yeah. Great Great stuff. Magical. Yeah. So So, do you think the movie should have ended here? No. Okay. (laughs) I'm so so glad it continues. I'm so glad that we go international. I was going to ask you what you guys think. What what were your expectations at that point? What do you think was going to happen? Like, was he going to get caught at the border? Well, like, what sort of scene do you think we were going to get? Because I'm sure, shit, you weren't expecting what we got next. No, mm-hmm. I expected a back at the station, you know, debrief kind of thing. You're reckless. You're off the force. You're like, I expected one of those kind of you're fired. You're lucky you're not going to be in jail for what you did. You're reckless. I don't want you in my department. I'd get out of here, kid. Like, I expected one of those. Yeah. And then him to, you know, sit at the beach watching the surf, wondering if he'd ever see that crazy that bank robin surfer guy ever again right? yeah. and then credits yeah i i'm so glad i'm so glad we don't get any departmental mm-hmm. internal affairs backlash bullshit. Yeah. i don't care no write-up no reprimand i barely care about tyler getting out of the jeep <laughs> quite frankly <laughs> you're just happy Bodie got away it's just that that's just what's driving us to jump out of the plane yeah. together and I knew we'd have to go back to the ocean. We have to go back to the ocean at yeah. some point. I was surprised by how much desert there was in the movie up to... Yeah, things got really, really dry. Like, it's mm-hmm. very dry. Yeah. I was. I thought the movie would be wetter. Um, but the end delivers. <laughs> yeah, so we go international. We get our, our Aussie epilogue. And it's just... And as soon as they cut to... I think it's like you hear like an Australian radio something mm-hmm. or the cab driver, whoever. Yeah. He's driving on the right side or the left side of the road. Yeah. I didn't even notice that part of it. I just heard the talking and I was like, oh, they're in Australia. Oh, all right. I know where I know where we are and when. Yeah. Now I'm remembering the campfire story of the 50 the year storm. So now I'm on board with what's happening. 
It's not what I expected to happen. I thought we would get departmental rigmarole and the return to the ocean would be Keanu sitting in a dune, staring at the waves with like Tyler next to him, just wondering what their life would become or something like that. But he goes out there, winds whipping, the hair's going. Oh, it was a weather report. They were talking about the tornado's going to touch down. Like, here's where the cyclone's going to be. And the waves are out of control. Get yeah. off the beach. Yeah, people are streaming out of the beach. Is anyone <laughs> surfing? No, absolutely not. And no one's going out there, mate. Oh, the accents are horrendous. The cops are the worst ones. The atrocious. Atrocious. Like, it's beyond comical. It's <laughs> yeah. like an absolute disgrace and disrespectful. To me. It's like that bad. Uh, Watch it be that they were all actual Australian actors, though. <laughs> yeah, and I have no idea what a real Australian sounds yeah. like. Yeah, we're, we're just like, oh, it sounds atrocious. Yeah, it doesn't sound it's like Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. yeah, I love the standoff, though. He gets down to the beach. He sees the figure cloaked in a shawl, standing alone amongst the waves. Yeah. And you... the, the Obi-Wan just standing yeah. alone on the beach. Yeah. But I like how in that moment, he is a faceless person the way he is when they show him at the very beginning. The mm-hmm. way when we first meet him, he's kind of this faceless ghost really this figure um but <laughs> the lo- end of force awakens yeah kind of <laughs> uh but i love just throwing the reagan mask at his feet and having it just like have the waves splash over it like what a great shot yeah and just being like i forget what he says to He's himself a, you forgot this bruh yeah i am pretty sure that's what he says <laughs> forgot something bruh and just that whole <laughs> you forgot this bruh bruh <laughs> but i love that whole sequence the fight is great the them ending up at handcuffs was great. All like that whole standoff sequence was fantastic. Did you think he was going to get out there and ride one more time? I didn't. I I kept trying to decide internally what I wanted. Yeah. Because part of me was going to be sad if he didn't get to do it. Yeah. He even says like my whole life is leading up to this. You have to let me go. You have to let me do this. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, do I want him to like stick to the law? Do I want him to give him that one last moment? Like, what what did I want to happen? And so I didn't have time to anticipate what was going to happen. But I don't think I would have been necessarily disappointed either way. And I was totally satisfied with him going. Especially because we got the crazy bad accent of, you let him go, mate! <laughs> yeah, we also get via con Dios. Yeah. Just like, oh my god. <laughs> what about you, Bridget? Every fiber of my being was screaming to Johnny, let him go. He <laughs> needs to ride the wave. Look at how big they are. It's his time. He's being called. And I sort of knew we're not getting out of here. Somebody has to die for this to end. We've tracked him to Burma, I think. Um, yeah, he runs over. down the list of... Senegal and Singapore and Tijuana. Yeah, I saw you on Fiji last month. Yeah, I just missed you. Just missed you in Fiji. So we get get the appearance of Globetronic. Yeah. (laughs) We're told, not shown. Yeah, I was, I mean, I was kind of surprised he let him go. And I mean, I guess, I feel like I know what you guys are going to say, but did he die? Oh, yes. Yeah, he got rocked. I don't know that I believe it. I didn't, no body, no crime. You think he gets away? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that he gets so. Oh, I was gonna say the. I was gonna say the other option is body just rolls up on the shore after that. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. 
I honestly don't know what I believe right now. What do you want to believe? I don't know. But, I mean, like, they show him crashing, so he doesn't get to fully ride it out. He crashes pretty early on into the waves, but... And purposefully, on purpose. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you know he could have, he could have handled. Yeah, he could, yeah, he could have handled that. Yeah, Bodhi could have handled that, yeah. that, that I, tube, dude. I don't know. I mean, the fact that there is no body is a little ambiguous. Well, it's not that there's no body; it's just you he know. He alludes to it through the whole movie that he would want to die in a wave. Yeah, much. yeah, yeah. Bodhi throws himself into the ocean and ends his life of crime. Johnny throws his badge into the ocean, yeah. ends his life of being a cop. Yeah, and then we credits we're yeah. listening to rock yeah, yeah. i mean either way the most it, incongruous song choice yeah. in some ways it doesn't matter to right. me what yeah. ultimately happens i think it, it is that he died and that makes yeah. the most sense it is a fitting end to his story what do you think he grabs johnny's badge and becomes a cop <laughs> i mean no you're under arrest yeah <laughs> dude mate he just Bruh. becomes an australian cop yeah <laughs> I mean, it's just ambiguous enough where I'm like, okay. I mean, you're not going to show me the body washing up on the shore or anything, but um, it is, it is a fun, a fun, nice ending. This movie's perfect as is. Yeah. Yeah. Cannot be improved upon. (laughs) Hold on. Uh, I just saw something. I pulled up just the Google results for Point Break. I was about to go into the wikipedia of the 2015 film because like they have the different chunks that kind mm-hmm. of show up at the bottom right and it's like 2015 film and then something called point break live what? exclamation point point break live is a parody by jamie keeling of the 1991 keanu reeves patrick swayze action crime movie point break sometimes credited as the first ever reality play each performance features a new, unrehearsed actor in the protagonist role of Johnny Utah, reading their lines from cue cards delivered by a production assistant. Huh. That sounds wild. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll have to we'll have to search that out. Yeah. So the closest we'll come to a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Bridget, obviously, nothing but glowing things from you so far. What yeah. are your final thoughts on Point Break, the movie? I guess my final thoughts would be just a general recommendation to not only live to get radical, <laughs> but try to understand the scene. <laughs> That's good stuff. All right, so we're getting that tattooed, right? That's everybody's yeah. next tattoo. Is yeah. Live to get radical. But loved it. Is this is this a new oh. high watermark for you? For... Oh, high watermark for okay. sure. Good. Nice. Johnny, what about you? Any final thoughts? Yeah, really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, I think, more this time around. Because, again, like I said, I really just watched it. But um, I'm actually just glad that you guys enjoyed it. Because I think there were a couple of times I was watching I'm like, I don't know if they're... I think they're having a fun time with it. But I think they're going to walk away saying that, like, it was boring here and there or whatever. But mm-hmm. it got the complete opposite. No. Yeah, I don't think there was a single down moment in this for yeah. me like there was some stuff little nitpicks here that you could tweak or not but it does honestly, it does run long i think a little long again just the montages at least for me i felt that those were opportunities where you could take a little bit out and you could have made this closer to a 90 to 100 minute movie yeah when it is two hours yeah yeah i i, I but think i'm glad you didn't feel it i mean that's no. good yeah no. at no point did it feel like it was super long 
I'm wondering, like you said earlier, that if knowing the outcomes of some of these montages, that it might play that long on rewatch because I'm I'm like, okay, get to the next action scene. Yeah. The skydiving isn't intense anymore because everyone's making it out of here. Um, whereas I thought maybe there'd be some kind yeah. of hiccup to at least ratchet up the tension a little bit more. Right. But no, like at a couple points, I caught myself glancing at the time on it and being like, oh, we're already halfway. We're already half hour in. Oh, we're already an hour in. Like, yeah. oh, this is like moving along at a pretty good pace. So, yeah, it never felt overly long. I was I was in it from the get go. I had a really great time with it. It was fun. It was just as surface level as I needed it to be. Yeah. It wasn't any like deeper meaning, but some of the philosophy stuff comes in and the the character arcs between everybody just worked really well for me. I just had a really fun time with it. It was a good. really good romp. So understand why this has the cult status that it does. It's yeah. just a super fun movie and it is. And now I want to find a slightly better tape of it. Just to just to have it, yeah. Just to have it for the beach. Like just to have it for the rainy summer day where you can't do anything outside and you just want to wish that you were out at the beach. Like that's what this yeah. is for. And mm-hmm. it's, it's perfect for that. So yeah, I can't recommend it highly enough. Absolutely. A, a must watch. And I'm super glad that we watched it. Good. All right. Well, that'll do it then for this week's episode of fine. I'll watch it. Remember you can find every episode of fine. I'll watch it every Thursday morning at 9am on Google podcast, Apple podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. So let us know what you think of Point Break. Have you seen the remake? Is it good? What do you think of Keanu Reeves' early work? What's your favorite Patrick Swayze movie? Let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. But once again, for fine, I'll watch it. My name is Adam. I'm Bridget. And I'm Johnny. And thanks so much for listening.